one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello Scott. Hello Josh, it turns out that Cyberpunk 2077, after being delayed, there's a little bit more to the story overall. A little bit. There's a little bit more, Scott, because obviously in their press release when they announced the delay, they cited the main issue as essentially constructing this huge game for nine different versions. You know, you've got the current gen, in between then you've got PS4, Pro and you've got Xbox One Stadia. X and then you've got the next gen machines and then you've got PC, stuff like that. They are building a lot of different SKUs of this game and apparently that's the mm. issue. But going deeper into this, rumors have been circulating and comments from the CEO of CD Projekt Red in particular seem to suggest that the main issue is actually getting the game to work on current gen machines. Apparently that is mm. where everything's just gone to pot and they're having real trouble getting it <laughs> optimized, getting it running smoothly uh, and stuff like that. So I have a few quotes that back up this. Obviously the initial press release hinted towards this, but according to a mm. Game Informer, article which was originally on why the game why the team didn't actually know about the delay until essentially the delay hit social media um, mm -hmm. according to this article quote according to three developers the decision to delay was a swift one after looking at the quality differences between the current gen and next gen versions and apparently the delay was only floated on this monday it was decided on the tuesday so it was a really really quick thing but That's also, um, Pap Business, who is a it's a Polish um, <laughs> business website, uh, they did a rundown of CD Projekt Red's um, conference call, which they did immediately to investors and shareholders after the um, delay was announced, where the CEO apparently said, quote, the game for PC is ready and plays well on next-gen consoles, and the company is finalizing the process concerning current-gen consoles. So again, you know, it kind of points towards the Xbox One, the uh, PS4 being the problem, and this is all backed up by rumors that were circulating around you know January February March when the game initially mm. got delayed and pushed from April that the that there was something wrong uh, with the current gen machines and how they ran the game so apparently you know if those rumors were true which it seems to be judging on these comments uh, mm. apparently it's just been an issue all year of trying to get Cyberpunk 2077 to run on the machines that it was initially designed for, which is kind of the worrying, is, I suppose. Yeah, the thing is with those systems, the original PS4, the Xbox One, when they did the half-step systems, the PS4 Pro, the Xbox One S and X, um, that was all done, like 
remember when they advertised the Pro and the 1X and it was, oh, it's for the developers because, you mm -hmm. know, we're making sure that we're going to give them the requisite power that they need to turn these projects over. Um, that very clearly, if you look to the, ori you know, the original run of games, Assassin's Creed Unity's face falling off being a particular example, yeah. um, or the Halo Master Chief Collection or whatever, um, they needed that step up in power to even match the idea of what a AAA game had become. And so I think that for the long, for the most of the generation, those original systems have struggled. Um, and I know a lot of people have already talked about this on social media of like, I'm so, even Ben Roy was like, I'm so ready to get a next gen system because my original mm -hmm. one, if you didn't get a half step system, is just so, it's just not equipped to, you know, run even things like the Mafia Definitive Edition or whatever, or Ghost Runner God, or yeah. things like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that I can totally see that. Um, the thing that's crazy uh, on a dev side, a managerial side, is that I guess that they were just, you know, they developed for the, the highest end spec. They develop on PCs and then you sort of, you scale it down to make it work on consoles. I know that doesn't work across the board, but a lot of third party devs do that. And I kind of wonder if that's literally the case, that they've got this massive, overblown, ambitious, incredible looking game. And then it's like, okay, how the hell, what parts do we trim down? How do we even get this to work on these systems mm -hmm. that were kind of barely capable for AAA games, even in like 2017 or whenever the Pro and the, uh, the one X and stuff launched, so yeah, I I, I totally see this, um, but I kind of just I just don't know what the hell you do at this point. Like, surely you've been aware of the power that wasn't there for. The, I mean, it's been in development for like seven years now. Yeah, I mean that that's it, man. And like, you are right that a lot of these games, especially from a developer like this who has a history, you know, um, who comes from essentially a PC background. You know, The Witcher one and mm. two were designed primarily for like um, PC. So mm -hmm. you would expect them to just kind of like throw everything into that, throw all of their ideas, all of their ambition into kind of, you know, this PC space that can accommodate that and then just mm -hmm. kind of hope that they can, you know, downsize them to the consoles later. But it does point towards, for me anyway, towards some kind mm -hmm. of like serious mismanagement because like you said, it's been seven years or so in some form of development. Like these have always mm -hmm. been the consoles it was intended to launch on. So why hasn't this optimization process been there from the start, been there right from day one? Because ultimately, yeah. even if you do prioritize the PC market, you know, it was the consoles that helped Witcher 3 become the highest selling game in the franchise and really cement CD Projekt Red as like this proper AAA publisher, this this publisher that can stand, you know, toe to toe with the giants of EA or Sony yeah. or Microsoft or whoever. So it kind of mm -hmm. points towards, I don't know, to me it's just like, what, what, what have they been doing? How have they not <clears throat> accounted for this? Especially so close to launch. And what will another 21 days actually do? Will he be able to solve this problem or will mm. it just ship with less bugs you know should we be worried still about whether or not the playstation 4 <sighs> and the xbox one versions are going to be as good as we want them to be or as anticipated as they are you know what i mean it's like mm. will you have to get a ps5 or an xbox series x to play it at a satisfactory level where the frame rate isn't tanking where you're not encountering a lot of bugs screen tearing mm. texture quality and stuff like that i don't know but i'm suddenly starting to get worried about the actual game itself not just how cd project is handling the development of mm. the game they did say as well that, you know, like the, the whole idea of the next gen upgrade, that's coming in 2021 because um, mm -hmm. they said that even though they can get this version over the finish line eventually, they're then going to transition on to adding whatever they're adding to make it the, the next gen version as well. To guess, like, give the other side of the coin, it, it reminds me a little bit of uh, No Man's Sky and, and Sean Murray uh, in regards to, you know, you're this like creative team that, you know, you're completely on your own. Like they don't have to answer to a publisher necessarily. I know they have like shareholders and stuff like that, but like they're separate to, you know, like any sort 
sort of most third-party devs are answering to publisher whims for the most part, and we've obviously mm -hmm. seen how those things can completely go sideways in regards to something like the Avengers. Um, if you're CDPR and you've like you know worked extremely hard, you can watch the NoClip documentaries as to how they came up, and they obviously Witcher Three was bigger than anything they've ever done before. Do you then just go full-on stars in your eyes? Let's just put all of our money, all of our resources, all of the ambitions into our next project, and they've made something that is just humongously overblown and incredible. Like it's in, it's in theory this incredible project, but they at somewhere along the line because it's the first time they've ever been able to do this. It's the first time they've done a first-person game. Um, you know, it's the first time they're tackling this new IP, and it's a seven-year dev cycle. Maybe they just kept pushing stuff. And if you're a creatively-minded person, you're trying to balance all those different things. It's maybe become this unwieldy like nigh on impossible project to work on the original systems it actually started you know that were yeah. alongside when you first started having these conversations um, and maybe that is just going to come to a head at some point it is ludicrous having a delay after the game's gone gold though um, oh, ridiculous. like I just that is and I feel so sorry for the devs like just like, I can't imagine what it must be like to work on something for seven years mm -hmm. day in day out a massive crunch ridiculous working hours you finally get it done and then you find out alongside the public that your project has actually been delayed for like nigh on another month I can't I cannot imagine the actual mental toll that that must take. Um, no, man. And I just hope that <clears throat> hope that the final version of whatever this is um, is worth it because this was the first time I saw the announcement on social media where the response wasn't um, people going, oh, just delay it for as long as you want, it'll be fine, because that is obviously the correct response. Um, but it was more people just saying like, oh, I'm sick of it, I just want to play it, I, uh, come on, if this is too late or whatever. Um, and I can't give any credence to that mentality, but I get the sheer consumer side of, you've said X game is coming, I've booked time off work, etc. Yeah, um, and they... now it's been delayed again, like, it's crazy. Totally, like, you know, obviously, 100% do not condone the people going ridiculously far with that and, you know, sending out death threats and harassing people. Obviously not yeah. a very sensible response to this, but you can understand the frustration to some degree, not only from fans, but also from the developers working on the game, because just mm -hmm. from a management perspective, like, at, 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 at a certain point, it just sort of becomes like a piss take. It becomes like a, a joke. Yeah. Like the last time it was delayed, you know, they kept saying it's not going to be delayed. It's not going to be delayed again. This is our final date. And then everyone kind of turned it into a meme that oh, is Cyberpunk getting <laughs> delayed? We got like fake screenshots, Rick rolls of you know that <laughs> yellow t um, background with like some text yeah. over it and stuff. And yet it actually kind of like happened. And it's like how did how did a delay for a game that's already gone gold happen at the start of this week you know how was the decision mm -hmm. just made on the spot to push it 21 days to me that does point towards something fundamentally kind of wrong internally because like you said i have no doubt that it is on one hand just a bunch of creatives trying to make the most ambitious game that they can they have all these resources mm -hmm. all this money all this imagination to create a boundary pushing rpg but it, like you've got to also understand how to rein that in and how to mm. funnel that creativity in a game that actually works and actually sells and doesn't break the backs of your employees to actually produce. You know, if you look through yeah. all of the reports, like the Jason Schreier reports or whatever, on the games that have tanked, you know, Mass Effect, Andromeda, you know, Anthem, Star Wars or whatever. Avengers. Avengers. A lot of them, a lot of the issues in that comes from mismanagement and this kind of sense of ambition where they want to do things that aren't kind of like realistically possible and then they get to like mm. the, the the final innings or whatever and then they realise that they're going to have to cut back on features because the console or whatever they're working with just like can't handle it and obviously mm -hmm. I don't think this is going to be a Andromeda or Anthem level disaster but it's interesting that these same issues in terms of ambition versus what's possible do translate over and it's like 
like why is there nothing in place across all of these different studios with completely different work ethics like just mm -hmm. kind of being realistic about goals and projections and stuff like that obviously people want to get carried away but mm -hmm. it's, it's just a waste of people's time time that is obviously sometimes pushed to the absolute max with you know 100 hour work weeks or whatever mm -hmm. uh, just just to create a thing that won't even work in the first place it just seems like a waste of resources in a way which which sucks I think I want to hope that like all their collective hearts are in the right place. I think that like obviously all the reports that came out, the mismanagement, the lack of communication, the stuff about the the Warsaw stock market being the reason that they couldn't tell the staff because they didn't want to risk it getting out that the game was being delayed, alongside the reality of it actually being the cross-gen stuff. There's just the whole side. It's it's fascinating. Like I just I just hope the best for the end product. I hope that it turns out. I hope they can all be super proud of what they've managed to put together in the end, um, because it's just it's insane at this point. It's seven year dev time and what they're building and what they came from and what they put out in the middle of this dev cycle like they started cyberpunk in 2013 um, and managed to like do the witcher alongside and gwent and it's like mm -hmm. i just i just hope that somehow there's a positive resolution in the end that hopefully the, the game that we get lives up to everything or at least you can see the ambition present in it which i guess yeah. you already can um, but yeah, let us know what you think down in the comments below of your general thoughts towards Cyberpunk 2077. Would you rather they just took as much time as they need? And if that is means that we wait until next gen, then so be it. Or do you want the game as soon as possible? For now, I've been Scott from Culture.com. I mean, Josh from Culture.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.